Welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 183. My name is Frank Honus. This week we've got a special podcast for you. Um, recently I spoke at the Underground, which is a three-day intensive workshop for men deal- dealing with sexual addiction. And uh, just it's a great, incredible um, workshop uh, for guys who have been uh, you know, running for around 10 years or so. And um, so, you know, these guys locally to us ministry counseling center called Life Counseling Center in Salisbury, Maryland, Easton, Maryland, uh, run the underground. And it's just a fantastic ministry, fantastic um, workshop for men and for spouses. And it's just, uh, you know, I actually went through the first couple myself when I was you know, just coming into recovery. And um, I was really honored to be able to talk to a group of group of about eight or nine guys, plus some other guys, uh, alumni of the workshop, about two of the most important lessons that I've learned in my last nine years of recovery. And, uh, you know, there's so many things you do learn in recovery. Um, but these are these are just two lessons that I think are, are some of the most important lessons that you can learn in recovery, at least the, that I've learned. So I hope you're able to take um, you know take some good things from uh, you know from from this talk that I gave actually this past weekend at the Underground, and uh, just again so thankful to uh, Anthony Trader and Rob Horner from Life Counseling Center. Uh, for inviting me to come to the underground. Uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, I'm going to have a little bit more information about that later on the podcast. So if you're interested in, in joining the underground, um, I'll have some more details for you later. But I hope you guys enjoy um, this this talk and this week's podcast. Uh, two recovery lessons, two of the most imp- two of the most important recovery lessons um, that I've ever learned in, in my recovery. And I won't tell you what they are, but they certainly were. Actually, when I pull up the uh, pull up the actual my actual notes here, because I want to. There we go. I titled this two lessons I've learned in recovery." That was the sort of the title. But these are like I think these are like gold nuggets. So hopefully you're able to be encouraged by these, and I hope that you guys have a fantastic, fantastic uh, journey this week in your recovery. And yeah, enjoy the talk. Well, it's a real honor to be with you guys tonight. Um, I do want to say thank you to, to Anthony and, and Rob. Um, it, it's a very special place for me. Um, I don't think the first workshop we did, we, we actually met here um, on Friday nights, but this is an incredibly special place. I've been here many times to just be able to, you know, put an arm around somebody or pray. And uh, just, I don't know about you guys, but I just feel the incredible sense of um, mercy and compassion and grace. Hopefully you felt that from Anthony and Rob to know that they're, they love you. And um, so they're, they're good people. They're good men. So tonight, guys, I, I don't have, it's this, what I want to share with you is not information heavy. You've been getting a lot of information, a lot of information. Your heads are probably spinning. You have probably have a headache. I, I want to try to just offer some hope. I want to try to offer just some encouragement from my story. I have um, just two lessons Two lessons that I think have been some of the most important lessons for me in my recovery journey. All right, I'm 35 years old. Um, I was addicted to pornography for 13 years of my life, basically my adolescence, from 11 or 12 all the way to about 26. 
So preteen years, teenager, college, out of college, as a youth pastor, addicted, addicted to porn. Throughout my entire engagement with my wife, that almost never happened. A marriage that almost never happened. And my first year, first year of marriage was pretty bad. Pretty bad. And so you learn a lot in recovery, um, even in the matter of weeks or months. But I feel like out of everything I've learned in the last nine years, I feel like there's two things that have just been incredibly, incredibly important for me. If you can take anything from it tonight, that's great. Okay, again, this isn't information heavy, but it's just to encourage you guys to know it's this very macro level kind of tonight. So I hope you'll just receive hope, receive hope tonight, receive encouragement, receive, know that this is real right here. This sets free this cross. It can set you free. So the first thing I just want to just want to super deep. You ready for this? Is that God is able to make the impossible possible. I want you just to let that sink in for a second, that God is able to make the impossible possible for your life. Again, I shared 13 years of my life. I was struggling. I was addicted to porn. And there was two moments real quickly that I remember the impossible becoming possible in my life. The first time is when I met with Anthony. And we sat down for the very first time. And I was going to him about some uh, emotional issues. I was getting out of a bad relationship. And, and he just asked me, hey, have you ever looked at porn before? And I'm like thinking, that's not even why I came to you. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about my porn addiction, okay? I'm here to talk about this bad relationship. And so he nailed me. And, and that was a moment where I was just, you know, I was just lovingly, but I was, I was exposed. I was like, okay, you know, this is a moment of, I have an opportunity here. And then the second moment that was what I call kind of like a, um, you know, a rock bottom broken moment was the moment that my wife took her engagement ring off and she literally slid it across the table. We were engaged for quite a while and it was only a couple months before we got married. She took her engagement ring off, she slid it across the table and she said, I can't marry you. I can't marry a liar. I can't marry someone who's gonna, who's gonna minimize what he's doing. I can't marry someone that I can't trust and I don't wanna be married to you. She literally took her ring off and slid it across the table to me. I thought it was over. I thought it was done. And it was something like literally in my, in my heart, in my life, it was just like, boom, this is, something has to change. Something has to become different. And um, like I said, these were rock bottom moments for me. Um, I had to do something different in my life. And, and so at that, in those two moments, I count as being the impossible becoming very possible. Maybe you've had those moments. Maybe you haven't had a moment like that. I pray that tonight will be one of those moments where you literally see God's hand reaching down and saying, what you think is impossible, I will make possible in your life. Had a lot of information this week. Tonight's a night to receive hope and to receive love. Um, I just real quickly want to uh, read something to you guys out of Matthew 19. Um, you guys don't have to turn there. I can read it to you. Just want to listen up here. But in Matthew 19, there's a story. Uh, where Jesus is, is talking to a rich man. You probably know this story. It says, Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All those I have kept... The young man said, what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions 
Let's back up there. What if Jesus, if we were just kind of not rewrite scripture, but Jesus were saying, if you want to be whole. Let's just pretend here a little bit. If you want to be whole, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor. And you will have a treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? And here it is. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things All things include even your addiction and even my addiction. All things are possible. And just like Jesus is talking about eternal life and salvation here, guys, I want you to see the parallel that your recovery that seems so like this incredible wall that just reaches to the sky and never ends can be broken. This struggle that you felt for years, hello, that I had for years was broken. And we're going to just get to it in a second here, but I'm in my ninth year of recovery, dude, and I'm still learning all kinds of stuff about what's going on in here. There's issues, there's junk, there's stuff to dig up, guys, and it just, it's a process. I won't, I'm already sharing the second lesson with you guys, but I just wanted to, to mention that, that recovery is impossible to do on your own. The journey that you guys are on now, and hopefully, I pray, for the next weeks and months and years and the rest of your life, is impossible to do by yourself. You're going to need, I think, in my opinion, Jesus first and foremost, but you're going to need lots and lots of people to lean on. I needed tons of people. I was so blessed to have Anthony, to have Rob, to have a support group. You know, to have a time, a time, a season. These were all gifts that were given to me. To have the underground, to have this workshop. These were gifts. I needed it. If I didn't have it, I would have, I would have died. I mean, I would have just, just like, I wouldn't have made it. I, I would not have made it. So recovery is possible. Um, I have the opportunity, guys, to be a, a group leader. It's not actually with the underground, but it's actually with a ministry called Triple X Church. And they have a number, a number of online support groups. And I actually get to, to lead a, an online support group. So that sounds kind of weird. It, it's like a bunch of guys in a Zoom meeting staring at each other like you're actually in the same room, except you're not. You're separated by hundreds and hundreds of miles, but it feels like we're in the same room. And the men that I get to work with and have worked with, um, and this is absolutely me first, including myself, they typically take one of three paths, what I, what I noticed. I know I did. They want to change. But they're unwilling to do whatever it takes to change. They want to change, but they would rather um, kind of white knuckle it without relying upon relying on Jesus. Or they want to change and they begin to live this open, transparent life and they commit to do whatever it takes. And I just want to throw that question out there. And and again, not information heavy, just I, I want to encourage you guys with this question. Are you willing to do? Am I willing to do? Whatever it takes to be the man that God wants me to be. I don't want to be the the guy that walked away from Jesus because he had all this stuff and he was willing to give it up. Are you willing to do, are we willing to do whatever it takes to become that man? It's not overnight. It's not over the course of a week, right? How many of you guys know that? This This is a lifelong journey. This is a lifelong journey. And so God made the impossible possible in my life. 
um, because I was broken enough at a certain point in my life after a lot of, you know, after a lot of bumps and bruises. It's like it took a long time. You know, how many of you guys know who's been in recovery? It just took a lot for some, for some of us. Um, I wrote this in my journal at one point. I just want to read it to you guys. Sometimes I hear men talk about their lives in recovery and they make the statement that while they know that they'll never be cured, they just have to keep fighting and doing their best. And while I mostly agree with that statement, a little part of me is sad for them inside because I know it's not a question of cured. It's a question of transformation. It's a process of becoming whole. It's a journey towards freedom and healing. Yes, I think it's absurd to believe the perfect, that perfect purity, what is that anyway, right? Perfection is possible here on this earth. But it's not crazy to think that I can become a completely different man as opposed to who I was for 13 years of my life, which was a shadow, a very, very weak, very broken, very lonely, very insecure person. That's me. That's me. I'm not, that, that's who I was. That was, and there's so much more to that. We won't go there, but there's so much more in that story. And so I'm convinced, guys, that um, the lesson that I, I've learned and continue to learn, that God continues to make the impossible possible in my life. The things that I look at and say, there is no way, God. There's no way you can change them. There's no way you can change me from becoming an angry man into a patient, compassionate man. There's no way that you can change me into, from a fearful man who's afraid and anxious and gets insecure into a confident. Because, guys, that's, that's my if, – if, you know, I don't look at porn anymore by the grace of God. But you know what? I still majorly majorly deal with anger. And there are times and moments that I am angry and my wife looks at me and sees an angry man. I'm just being real with you. And there's times that my wife and my family sees a very fearful man. And you might say, well, anger and fear. But you know what? That absolutely has everything to do with my heart and my, my, my past addiction and my recovery right now because I don't want to be that man. But I know God can break that. I know that God can make me into what is possible. And that's what I'm going for, guys. Second thing and the last thing I want to share with you guys is that recovery is worth the journey. If you ever, ever question whether your journey, the journey that you're on right now, the the thing you're trying to pursue right now is worth it, just stop yourself and say it's worth it. Always. It's always worth it. It's always worth it. It's always worth it. It's worth everything. Every day this week that you've been here, that you've had the opportunity to learn, has been worth it. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be screw-ups and slips and relapses and times that you mess up. I, there's a hundred gazillion times I screwed up in recovery, and it happened. And, and my wife looked at me and saw a liar and a justifier and a minimizer, right? We've all been there. And it just is, what is it, guys? It's like playing the guitar. It's practice. Practice and practice and practice. There is no magic pill to getting, fr- to getting free and becoming a man of, well, I never look, you know, I, I, you know, I, just, I will never look at porn any, anymore. It's, it would never happen. I mean, there's going to be times where you mess up. For all of us, there is. But the journey is what it's really about. There's guys that talk to me um, in my group, okay, the group that I lead. And when they have a slip, when they, when they look at porn... When they masturbate, when they act out in some way, they, they feel really guilty and really upset, which obviously that's natural to feel, feel really bad when you mess up. 
but they think that you have to go back to square one. You don't have to go back to square one. And I just want to, I just want to put that out there that, that when there is a slip, when there is you know, even a relapse, you're not going back to square one. You keep walking. You keep taking the next step. You get back up and you take the next step and the next step and the next step. You haven't lost it. You haven't lost your progress. You haven't lost your growth. You're still loved. Remember that video? You're still loved. It doesn't matter. Shame, guilt, condemnation, whatever it is, you're still loved. You keep walking. You don't go back to square one. And so as a, as a man, I, I, I think we have an inherent desire, guys, within us to, to conquer and to accomplish and to achieve. Now, I want you to think about maybe your life. I think about my life, right? The man, us, who dealt with addiction for years in, your, in life. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we love to conquer. We love to build things. We love to create. At least I do. But there was a point in time where I could not conquer this giant. I couldn't conquer this addiction. It didn't matter how much I did. I couldn't stop looking at porn. I couldn't stop acting out. I couldn't stop taking and taking and taking. And I, didn't, I couldn't figure out why. But there's good news and bad news. Unfortunately, there's, there's bad news, but there's also good news. The bad news is that um, this kind of addiction, I mean, you know it as well as I do. It's, it's some of the, it's one, I think it's one of the toughest to break. I think even over alcohol and, and drugs. I think this is one of the most difficult. because You know why? Because every single man deals with it. Every single man has a brain. And whether they admit it or not, every single man struggles. I struggle to this day. I struggled last night in my dreams at year nine. (laughs) Every single guy. This is a tough thing to kick. It's a tough thing to overcome. So what do we do? We keep walking. Here's the good news, right? I'm glad we got that over with. Thank God. The good news is that if you stay focused, if I stay focused and patient, it's totally possible. God makes the impossible possible. If you stay focused, if you stay committed, if you don't do what? Don't give I don't look at men, look in faces of men tonight and see men that won't give up. I know that you don't know me, and I know that I don't know you very well. I know we don't know each other very well. But when I look in faces tonight and I look in eyes, I don't see one man tonight that wants to give up. You might get knocked down, you might get frustrated, you might get discouraged. It might be the 150th time you slipped or whatever it is. Go out of here, out of this workshop, and next week you have a slip or whatever. It happens. Guess what? It happens to all of us. You get up and you keep going. Don't quit. Because you know why? The journey is what's valuable. The journey that you're on is what is it, it is worth the whole thing. Recovery is worth the journey. And I just wanted to share with you guys three places real quickly, and then and then Eddie's going to come up here. That, that our recovery journeys, in our recovery journeys, that I think we have to stay focused on. It's the short term, the in-between, and the long term. And the short term is the here and now, right? The short term is this week. It's right now. And I think this is the starting place in recovery uh, from sex addiction, but it's coming to a place of brokenness. All right? It's coming to a place of brokenness. I'm sure, like, this week, is it, you're getting all this information. You probably have all, maybe already experienced a broken moment. Maybe even before coming here, you know, or this or this next week, you've experienced brokenness. 
The short term is acknowledging inward pain and also the pain that you've caused others because of your addiction is critical. I'm just going to run through these real quick because I I really want to get off the stage. (laughs) Your actions must begin to reflect your desires for purity. Again, this is the short term. These are the things that in my life I needed to do and needed to happen. You know, finding a therapist, finding a counselor, finding a support group, finding safe people that can walk with you through your addiction. That's the short term, right? What's the in-between? The in-between is the day, the day-to-day journey that bridges the short-term and the long-term places in recovery. Let me just ask, ask this, okay? Are you learning and, and do you want to learn what triggers you? What, what uh, pulls you, right? Are you learning those triggers? Is it stress? Is it anxiety? Is it loneliness? Is it anger? Right? Well, I use this acronym a lot with the guys I work with. Halts, right? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, stressed. You know, where does your trigger lie? And, and maybe you have a trigger that some other guy doesn't. And, and, and triggers are, are, you know, there's all kinds of triggers. But are you learning what triggers you? Because I think, guys, it's so important to learn the whys and the whats. Until we learn what's underneath. Until I learned that I was an angry man. And that anger, anger is something I really dealt with and deal with. Until I realized that fear and anxiety was something I really dealt with and deal with, I couldn't really begin to find like progress and growth in my addiction because I gotta go deep. We don't wanna go there, it hurts, it's painful, but we've gotta go there. We have to go there. And so the long term, and then we're and then and then I'm gonna be done. The long term, this is the place in recovery that's hardest to reach. Because it's not a lack of sincerity, it's just a lack of action. The guys that I work with in this group that I lead are so incredibly, they're just incredibly awesome men. And there's some guys that just are, are, are rocking it and they're doing great and they're, they're making progress. And there's some guys that are just struggling every single week, every single day. That, you know, they're, they're, they're just keep looking at porn, keep struggling, keep tripping, you know what I mean? And it's not the fact that our men aren't sincere. It's the fact that certain men are taking action that other men aren't taking action on. And so the long term, what does the long term look like for me in my recovery? It means having systems in place that are really important, right? Putting filtering software on all my devices. You know what I mean? Being wise in that area. Um, Am I in continual communication with an accountability partner, right? With men who who love me, who want to know how my heart is. Some of the best vacations and trips that I've gone on, guys, have been the ones that have been really, really long. We're getting ready to take our kids. I have a four-year-old. We have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And we're getting ready to take them to Disney World for the first time. We've, my wife and I have been there on our honeymoon, but we're getting ready to take our kids there for the first time. And we've already told them we're going, so they're absolutely flipping out right now. They're just like freaking out right now. We probably shouldn't have even told him anything until like the day before that we were going. But we're going. And you know how long it is from here to Orlando, Florida? We're driving. I don't want to drive. But we're driving. It's a long trip. But I think about some of the places I love to go. And some of the places I've loved going have really been the ones that have been the longest. At least for me. And that really is what my recovery is to me. It's been a long, long road. But you know what? I wouldn't trade any, any day in the last nine years for anything. I absolutely love the journey that I'm on.
this is a great opportunity from Triple X Church. They've been advertising this week that um, you can actually get the first 30 days of their small groups online for only a dollar. And um, it's really great. You go over to their website, go over to triple, uh, go over smallgroupsonline.com and sign up for the group that you need. And you can actually get the first 30 days for a dollar. The promo code is social. So when you go to create an account and you know sign up and everything on, upon your checkout, make sure you plug in that promo code social, uh, all caps, social, S-O-C-I-A-L, for the first uh, first 30 days for a dollar. That's such a great deal. Triple um, X Church, I think, is you know does the best job of really facilitating, creating opportunities for men and women and, and spouses to meet and uh, just just find healing. So again, you got to find community. You got to be a part of community if you want to grow in your recovery journey. You can't do this this thing alone. So head on over there. I just highly, highly want to you know plug that and, and encourage you to check that out. Not just because I'm a, I'm a group leader, but because there's just so many great um, great groups going on throughout the country, and um, it's just a love love the love the ministry of Triple X Church. So go check it out, smallgroupsonline.com, and sign up for your first month. Of uh, your sm- of your particular group for a dollar with uh, the promo code social. So go check it out. Do you have a question or comment for us at Purity for Life? There's a great way that you can reach out. A pretty new way you can reach out to me or uh, to my wife and I here at Purity for Life. If you head over on over to the website pflhome.com and you go over to the contact menu, the drop down, you'll see a link that says leave a voicemail. You can now leave. A voicemail on our Google Voice voicemail line uh, by dialing 302-404-0264 and you'll actually be able to leave a voicemail and um, would love for you to you know reach out to us that way if you have a like I said a question a comment some kind of feedback or something you'd love to hear on the podcast or just if you need some help um, in your in your recovery journey or on your your walk uh, for purity I uh, would love to hear from you and I uh, just think it's a great way to communicate. It's a free voice. It's a free call. Um, nothing charged to you at all, but 302-404-0264 is our Google voicemail line that you can actually call and reach out to Purity for Life and uh, just let us know what's on your mind. Uh, let us know how you're doing, how we can pray for you, and uh, but especially if you have questions or comments about the podcast. So head on over there, pflhome.com, click on the contact menu and then click on leave a voicemail to reach out to us. Thanks. What an honor it was to be able to speak at the underground. And I'm just so thankful to be able to, um, you know, allow my voice. uh, And um, well, let me take that back. I'm so grateful to be able to be used by the Holy Spirit. That's what I mean. Um, To to be able to, uh, for the Holy Spirit to allow my voice uh, to speak into the lives of other guys. Um, So just, just so thankful. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. As always, appreciate your, uh, your support, appreciate your encouragement, appreciate um, just the, the, so many guys who come and uh, just just want to get better, want their lives to become all that God has for them. Want, they want to become the men that God wants them to be. And and that means being a whole man. Um, and believe me, being whole is not overnight. You know, becoming whole 
it takes time. It's a process that takes place. Um, but I want, I want to just remind you that you can always get more encouragement and resources at our, uh, our home online, the, uh, our website online, which is pflhome.com, pflhome.com. And please, if you would, go on iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. I uh, would love to know what you think about the podcast. Uh, so please rate and review the podcast there on iTunes. But you know, feel free to listen and download the podcast on any of your favorite uh, podcast players. And there's lots of links to that on our anchor page. You can you can check that out. Also, feel free to contact us if you need support on your journey. Uh, whether you're an individual, you're a man, and you are struggling, uh, there's that's my kids in the background. Uh, you can listen to, uh, or you can you can check out ways you can contact me individually. Uh, if you're a man and if you're a woman, you can contact my wife. But also, if you are in a marriage and you want some help and support, uh, you can contact both of us, and and we've helped couples, um, you know, many couples uh, along their their journey. Um, this is a uh, you know, this is this is a uh, this is a this is a situation where the rubber this is like where the rubber meets the road. This is not anything to play around with in your marriage. Um, it's not something to avoid, to hide, to stuff down, and it's absolutely something that's not talked about enough. And you know, a lot of people say uh, I've heard statistics before about well, it's not you know, it's not um, it's not sex or it's not money. Or excuse me, it's it's um, you know communication, but you know I've heard, I've heard people point to money as being the hugest uh, you know destroyer of marriages, or you know that affects marriages the most, or can negatively uh, you know influence marriage. But I believe it's secrecy, I believe it's dishonesty, and I believe that it comes down to integrity. And a lot of times, 99% of the times, that is a sexual integrity problem whether within a, uh, a man or a woman. And um, again, nothing to hide from, nothing to, to run away from. This is something we want to run towards and let God minister to us. So please, lots of content on pflhome.com. Uh, really good stuff on there. I want to encourage you to check out uh, the website, Purity for Life at pflhome.com. So thank you guys so much again for listening. I uh, pray that you just have a great week. And just remember, your purity is worth it. It's so valuable. And uh, you can stay pure uh, by seeking God and, and you know seeking, seeking your spouse, seeking to be the man or woman that God's called you to be. Get a hold of us if you need us at purityforlife at pflhome.com. Have a great week and God bless.